0: You're listening to the Family Gaming Experience on the Party of Two Network, in conjunction with Lost Tribes Gaming. Hey, welcome to the family. Hello, and welcome to the chaos that is the Family Gaming Experience. Hopefully the chaos at home is less chaotic than it is here at the moment. I have to get like the wiggles out because I like feel... <laughs> anyway welcome to tonight's episode of the family gaming experience we are joined by some absolutely incredible people as always we have the wonderful jerome from lost tribe gaming we have abby thank you, from thank you, thank you. Ka- i'm gonna let you guys introduce yourself and stuff i just want whatever it's fine and we have abby <laughs> from the- thomas of the chaos part and thomas from my cast fireball we are super excited this is our second episode of this incredible show that has had some hiccups and some wonderful miracles that have happened. So we're so thankful to be able to be here with you tonight. Weston, would you like to introduce our
1: new intro that we forgot to do last time? I'll come to this episode of the family gaming experience. (laughs)
0: I don't remember this time. <laughs> it's very exciting. um Okay, so that was our brand new intro, and we freaking love it because it's our cute little <laughs> dragon. And Thomas didn't mean to, but he was totally in theme because he has a dragon on the back of his wall, which is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of, let's go through quick intros and tell me who you are. Tell the wonderful viewers who you are, where you come from, your social security number, and your
1: birthday, please. Let's start with Thomas leave off the social security number
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um i am thomas i am the dm for i cast fireball uh, we are an actual play uh, 5e DD adventure we go through the campaign tyranny of dragons i'm one of four cast members where i have three players wonderful players that like to um cause me a lot of grief and stress in and out of game
0: <laughs> super fun where can they find your show
2: Oh, yes, they could find us on all major podcatchers. So, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, we are just an audio only podcast currently. Uh, and so you can find us or follow us at ICastFireball20 or shoot us an email at ICastFireball2020 at gmail.com.
0: Nice. Abby, your lovely beautifulness, where are you from? <laughs>
3: Uh, I am shooting in the bonus room (laughs) in Utah, (laughs) in my house, Um, and I am one of six cast members uh, from the show, Tones of the Chaos Bard, an all-ages actual play podcast with original songs and music written by my good friend, D.A. Nichols, and uh, we have a jolly good time. (laughs) Yes, you do. You guys we, both have um,
0: awesome podcasts that sound like you have crazy amounts of fun.
3: Yes. We you can find us on all podcast pretty much all podcatchers. If not, shoot me an email at chaosbarkpod at gmail.com. We should be on the majority there of them. There are so
0: many though, it's almost impossible to have your show available on everything there's just way too many at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. There used to be like 3. Do you remember back in Absolutely. the olden days? Yeah, back in
3: the old days. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, was three. 3. Yeah, old people um, we also hey, hey, now. <laughs> We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just um type in Chaos. Uh tomes of the chaos bard yep you guys are the only people that come up when you type we are the only we actually looked at google the other day Uh and we cover the first page and the half of the the second page that's really good that's impressive
0: i we still don't even come up until like page five Our SEO is really bad. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Jerome, if anyone hasn't seen the show before, Jerome is one of our permanent co-hosts of the three of us. Jerome, who are you and where are you from?
4: Uh, I'm Jerome, as she said. (laughs) Uh, I am the hoarder of the stars uh, from Little Dragons Below. Yes, I won again. Thank you very much.
0: Did you really?
4: Uh, He loves to win those. I I know you're so all about the
0: stars (laughs) and the bombs.
4: (laughs) I can't help it if I want my dragon to look like he probably came from Twilight. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, okay.
4: Um but it well, won't be I... as
3: cool as uh Thomas's dragon behind him though. No. <laughs> oh,
4: <problem>. Yeah, definitely <laughs> no not. nowhere near uh as cool uh especially since um he's uh related to the person who did it, so it's like he can always get updates, you know, no yeah, problem. Yours will always be cooler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so mine's limited by some you know, very minute pixels um but my name is jerome i am the head storyteller over at lost tribes gaming uh i run uh our marvel superheroes uh game modern age heroes on uh saturdays and our vampire the masquerade ashland by night game on fridays cool and that is me
0: That is the awesomeness that is Jerome Weston. Why don't you introduce the both of us since I'm talking about...
1: It's okay. I'm looking at tech a lot. Uh, So I am (laughs) Weston Bell, one of the hosts here. of um, one of the two people from Party of Two RPG, uh, which is hosting this right now. Uh, So me and Haley uh, have our one-on-one duet show on most Fridays and then Tabletop Terrain Talks on Mondays where we talk about tabletop gaming, terrain, and other nerdy things. I will let Haley... Uh, claim her uh, place on on the interwebs.
0: We are the Twitch resident nerdy couple, and we will fight anyone who wants to take over the title.
1: (laughs) I do want (laughs) to say for anyone on, we are experiencing some internet issues tonight. No, we're not. From time to time. Not anymore. So if we we do drop for a moment, don't leave because we will be right back. After these messages. (laughs) From our
0: little dragon. (laughs) Yes, speaking of, if you feel so inclined and would love to sponsor this show, we would love to hear from you. Please let us know, and you can sponsor the show. That's all okay so tonight's uh tonight's topic of conversation is podcasting and actual plays there are a thousand podcasts out there that are doing actual plays of every type of ttrpg system that you can find however the most popular the the number one is DD out of all of the gaming systems does everybody agree on that one
4: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah.
3: yeah. Well, there's yeah. no way around it. 100%.
0: Yeah. No, even though there are other yeah. ones that are cooler <clears throat> than D&D. Uh Them
3: fight words, Haley. <laughs> hey, you played Pathfinder.
0: I remember more than once where you were like, "Oh, this is really cool when you were building your character. I wish D&D had this."
3: Well, and I, True. I know, but I. But not fireball. everybody can start with Pathfinder. I know. D and D five e is the gateway to TTRPGs it's The gateway drug.
1: And I know that uh, I roll twenty. You guys have um, or I cast fireball. Hits a twenty at the end thing. Yeah. I cast fireball. You guys have improv. What was you? What was your, your sister show? It's run by Ned. Um, yeah. Improv tabletop sorry <clears throat> improv tabletop
2: is our sister show <laughs> absolutely they go through a, a kind of a mashup of fate accelerated yes. tabletop system oh, um, neat. so there's there's fate then there's like uh fate light and then mm-hmm. there's even more light lighter system of fate accelerated and that's what we use but then they also just started the recently kickstarted avatar legends tabletop
1: oh yeah! yeah oh, oh so... that's oh, one, one I oh.
3: I really want to play
1: that so one. So much fun! And the
3: Dragon Prince one. That yes, yes the Dragon <laughs> Prince one looks
0: really good. We covered that in TTRPG news. I don't know if you remember that.
1: But yeah, because I mean, there are other systems out there. Um, I know, you know, we've played a couple of them. I haven't played all of them. I have not played Fate uh, no. as of yet. But as we said, D&D, there are definitely more shows in doing D&D than anything else. Yes.
0: But the interesting thing, and Abby and Thomas, I would love you guys to um, talk about this. Sorry, my eye is watering. You're so beautiful. You guys are so great. Why family friendly? So I'm going to throw this to Abby, to you first. Um,
3: Okay.
0: When did you... I'm going to throw it at your face. When (laughs) did you discover that you loved D&D? And what prompted you guys to start a family-friendly podcast?
3: It's a great question. So we started um, Dungeons & Dragons 5E five years ago. And it was introduced to us by our high school friends. I have to admit, it took them like nine months to convince us to do it well we had just had a baby and all um, sorts of other yeah. things too yep. and that totally it was just sense. like um and lots of things just, just like mm-hmm. nah that's too nerdy nah that's too hard you know just nah. <laughs> and then we played oh. one game and we're like sold <laughs> so um it was about a year later. David started dungeon mastering. He really wanted to try it. David hates being the center of attention. Like I mean,
0: he, he is, he's the he's the sit uh, on the corner, hold the wall up kind of individual.
3: Yeah, we love him. And though. he yes, <laughs> um, but he really wanted to try DMing. He did a really fantastic job. And then we got that campaign ended. Sorry, this is really long. Um, that campaign ended with a PC killing another PC because he was taken over by an evil sword. And so it ended Ooh. and then it started another one. And that one also was hitting like a wall. But it was at that time we had started recording because David also hates taking notes. So, <laughs> you no, know, I'll just is, go back and listen to it.
1: That is one nice thing about recording.
2: I only laugh because I relate to that. So,
1: well. Yeah. Well, and- so we started recording on this dingy
3: little um, SD card recorder that we just sat in the middle of the, the room because you know how yes. big our room is. So. Yes.
0: Yeah, they have it's a very massive. large. You have a vaulted living room, which yes. is where you record.
3: Yeah, so God. you know uh, audio, but we're doing good with it but <laughs> so we started recording him and i started listening and i was like david we really have something here we really need to share this and and he was like mm-mm, mm-mm.
1: <laughs>
3: and <laughs> he's like i don't want to DM for the world i'm like no but you're this we gotta share this story and with a much wife convincing <laughs> he finally um with some contemplation and prayer he's like no I feel this is right let's do it and we took the dive and we bought the wrong equipment first and then you know all that fun stuff we listened to several podcasts about how to start a podcast (laughs) but what back to the original question because that was really long what started (laughs) us um family friendly all our favorite actual play podcasts that we were listening to at the time um taught us so much about the roles and they were all family friendly because we personally don't like to hear all a lot of the what we would consider garbage though it's not garbage to everybody but it was it's it was hard for us to listen to and i listen rarely with my headphones on because i need to know if there's like a crash in the living room with my 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 children. So um if it gets
2: too quiet in the house. Or if it gets too quiet. Exactly. Yes. Yeah.
3: Way worse. So and we loved sharing it with my brothers and sisters and my parents. And we would just like geek out about our podcasts Mm -hmm. that we listened to. And unfortunately, because of COVID, the majority of the ones we listened to just ended. And we're like, it's true. there is this uh, gap we should take advantage of.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it fits in with our values and so we went for it and we had hiccups, but we love it.
0: <laughs> I don't think there's anyone that has started a podcast that was start like genuinely g- grassroots starting a, po- a podcast that didn't have problems. No. We have yeah. zero
3: experience and now yeah. we have a lot more, like, I—I mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm a communication major, so I was like, "Oh, I got social media stuff. I can figure that stuff out. I can figure it out." Uh, but the actual recording of it, tech, as you know, is not my friend. Yeah, <laughs> if, if it wasn't
0: for Weston, I don't think our show would have gone. I was a podcast producer before, but I only did one voice, one track, podcast production. Um, yeah. So doing the multiple tracks mm-hmm. with the sound and everything, like if it was not for Weston, we would have crashed and burned really, really early on.
3: <laughs> yeah, we definitely did a lot of research, but experience pays a hand. Yeah, a and you guys are so. all together in the same room,
0: Yeah, right?
3: Yeah, there are yeah. six of us in yes. a room. Yeah. And I mean, um, yeah, in vaulted ceilings, in a large room, on not carpets nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope.
4: no thank is you hard. Yeah. so thomas nope. you
3: guys are a little
0: different though right you but... guys are all separate right okay so yeah. tell us about yes. your journey uh,
2: we like we wanted to segregate ourselves as much as possible so we all <laughs> moved to a different state basically once uh, we graduated from college great so were you guys <laughs> um, playing but... during college like yeah, were no, you guys so... a normal group oh, go ahead.
0: were you guys like a normal group uh, so then?
2: a little bit Yeah, so a little bit. We were, um, I, oh boy, Um, I had introduced D&D to everybody, and uh, I say D&D, but I should repent and say Pathfinder, because that's what we started on. Um, We all started with Pathfinder, first edition. Oh my Um, gosh.
0: Have you been telling people this whole time that you started with D&D? We fell in love with it. Have you been telling everyone? We've
2: been talking, I just say... D and D for it's, the non-initiates to tabletop RPG, but uh, anybody that. who actually knows hip hop systems, we say that we started on Pathfinder. It's like saying um, in Kleenex. You um, know. And we fell in love with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good yes. point.
1: <laughs> exactly.
4: Exactly. Well, that um, is technically D and D three point uh, three point seven five.
2: No, yeah, that's it's true. I mean, that's true. It's
4: just right <laughs> between. Yeah.
0: It says Pathfinder. Um, but
2: yeah, so we. <laughs> Sorry. So we we I had introduced everybody to um to Pathfinder in one way or another, um, whether it was just by a one shot, whether it was doing an ongoing campaign. We did the Rise of the Rune Lords. Um,
1: oh yeah, I, nice. I basically had a lot of
2: exposure. Such an amazing campaign, such an amazing adventure path. Um, but I had recently gotten back into it after years a like decade hiatus um, from just tabletop gaming in general and I tried making a bunch of friends DM for me or GM at that point and none of them wanted to so I said alright I guess I'll do it myself um, and, Such
3: the plight of being the DM seriously. Yeah. No.
2: and so I have been a DM <laughs> but I, I introduced most everybody to tabletop gaming in general and so then when we broke off me and Ned uh who does improv tabletop uh, and is the one of the players and i cast fireball we really wanted to get
3: yeah Yeah,
0: weston is hilarious because he'll be listening to your show and then he'll pull out his earbuds and like tell me what just happened and he is like dying and i'm like yep babe that's awesome fantastic you have a very funny cast <laughs> uh,
1: the, the interaction there between malamara we- uh lance dalen and fleeple is very good
0: they are really cute and we did listen to um we listened to both of your guys' shows actually when we went on our trip to washington washington wyoming Wyoming-ga. and both our washington. W's, w. D- d- the w state um and our oldest actually was like <laughs> i want to he would switch off like between what he wanted to fall asleep listening to Either I cast fireball or Tom's the
2: chaos Fire.
1: and
0: like, and that is 100 a compliment because he only listens to things he really likes to fall asleep to, like Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit or Harry Potter or whatever. So it was Aww. like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm so excited to share that with you guys. So what made you guys decide? <laughs> well, I uh, hope Thomas? we
2: actually helped him fall asleep. He, but yeah.
0: <laughs> well, he we well, did kind of get to a place where we were like, you cannot listen to this anymore; it keeps you awake. <laughs>
3: You're well, too engaged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was part of why we wanted to start the podcast. Going back to the the question is that mm-hmm. we wanted families to listen together and have memories together.
0: Yeah, I like that. It's I like that a lot. So, Thomas, what made you guys decide you wanted to start ICAST Fireball specifically?
2: Yeah. So sorry to be so long in this answer, I don't, but no, no, it's okay. um, no worries. I specifically it. to start a podcast. Uh, we, uh, I, I think I share a lot of um, uh, the sentiment that's been described here today. Is just like there's some great stuff. I, I didn't really um, visualize what tabletop gaming actually was um, until I saw Matthew Mercer do the one shot with Vin Diesel, D and Diesel, way oh, back like 2015. yeah, yeah. yeah um, the celebrity. That D&D. was great. When I watched that 30 minutes, mm-hmm. yeah, when I saw that 30 minutes, I was like, what have I been playing for? <laughs> X amount of years that I that's You're not like, what that's I've been not playing the same that's game. so much more engaging to me <laughs> yeah that's way more fun than what I've been playing with these chums over here and so that's <laughs> when I wanted to start becoming a game master and, um and start exploring what that actually was because at the same time we we all did uh, some sort of like improv which we talk about on our podcast and some of our, like our meet and geek stuff and uh, we all have like theater backgrounds and stuff so we really like just engaging stories and that's what we really wanted to start with Mm -hmm. a podcast, we wanted to tell an engaging story that people could follow along with a cast that was um, engaging and fun enough to where it wasn't just like exposition, exposition, exposition.
3: Right. But then the big
2: focal point was, is a lot of the main properties that do tell engaging stories are incredibly explicit whatever whatever that ex,
3: yeah whatever it may be Uh
2: they're just incredibly explicit in one way or another yeah or political or or political you know (laughs) either way but you know if i i just kept telling myself if only they would take out this or this Mm -hmm. or this i would be there in a heartbeat i would be supporting them i'd be listening so much and so Mm -hmm. i was like well um sneak attack back in the day was the only one yes. i was really yes pumped, I was really that's calm. what
3: got yes mm-hmm. yes and so <laughs>
2: hearing them i i me and ned like would every week we'd listen and we we'd, we'd go back and forth and we'd be like man we could totally do this i think we could do this and this would be like a ton of fun and so we use them kind of as our framework and mm-hmm. uh I I, whenever somebody calls us family friendly, I always like want to clarify and just say I don't know if our violence would be considered family friendly, but um, you could definitely Uh call us non-explicit. So
1: PG thirteen. Yeah, Yeah. I'd I'd
2: say uh, PG thirteen.
1: I was listening to one of your early episodes and I'm like, this is family friendly, but you started with a drinking contest. Because yeah. I remember GMing, yeah. GMing for yeah. our family, Rise of the Rune Lords. First when I started GMing, same thing, mm-hmm. Pathfinder First Edition with our nine year old. And there's the bar and they put, you know, that they're serving this this alcohol, and all of a sudden I pause. And I hadn't even thought of it when I was prepping for the session that night. I'm like, Huh, I'm, you could Buy apple cider there <laughs> for a yeah. cup. Like suddenly, I was, like crud. Was really I didn't even, like in a fantasy setting. Nine times out of ten, you have the tavern yeah. and you have the ale you're drinking. But then suddenly, mm-hmm. I had in my mind, I'm just right? telling my kid to role play that he's drinking alcohol in a bar. Pause. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. But there's also <laughs> that disconnect. I mean, we've we've watched with our our kids plenty of, of things and. You know you're like the kid also doesn't get it necessarily
0: no not to the same level i remember being really little and thinking yeah. ale was something very different than alcohol yes. like beer like i i know like yeah. i know that yeah. there's two different drinks i didn't realize it was alcoholic i thought it was like in my head it was like something it's like that fantasy beer. people drink it's like butter beer from uh yeah. harry potter yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah. like Which is not beer it's not, it's not. But, but you yeah. know Like, I mean, the actual recipe, there is no alcohol in it, but... I
1: I love what um, Illustrar003 said. The nice thing is, in the fantasy world, you can make up whatever exotic beverage you want. It's true. It's very true. It's true.
2: There you go. Well,
1: it's like, I think about, you know, curse words and explicit behavior. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I was a big fan of the Wheel of Time books, and that, you know, these guys own curse words, his own things that are cursing in the book, and... Mm -hmm. Then he could do all you know, he could have, you know, blood and bloody ashes and everyone's like <gasps> And it's like, I don't mind if you know, if my kid just started walking around saying, you know, things like that, I'd be like, sounds good to me.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that
3: kind of stuff isn't
0: that like the whole point of like doing your own one of my
3: favorite pretend ones is from Jackie Chan Adventures with the uncle goes Aria! Jackie! (laughs) 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 Yes so whenever I I, that's what I do
4: (laughs) <laughs> I, I, well, I, I used to use that character a lot in my uh, Street Fighter games that I would run. And you yeah. know, he, would, oh. he was like the wizened old uh, mentor that they would come up to. And every so often, you know, he would, he would flap them with like his pink ears. And like, One <laughs> more thing. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, you and, know, and, it, it's yeah, got to be a remind. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, yeah. Should you you, you, you always break <laughs> out a Chongla. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Actually, to your, to your point about um uh you know about mixing it up like that, uh, I found that I was doing that a lot with my uh, superhero game. Um, it, it's um a little derivative because uh, it, it's all completely custom, but I've taken a lot of note from '90s Marvel with uh, a lot mm. of the plot is very similar to. Mutants. So we're kind of exploring mm-hmm. the uh, the racism angle, but they're called deviants here, mm-hmm. which, in a way, sounds kind of just as derisive, you know, uh, yeah. you know, in that sense. And so I've taken some of their their uh, slang from Marvel and reused it uh, to drive home the point of that that racism. Like gene joke uh, and flat scan are mm-hmm. uh, are ones that they use for uh, non mutants. Or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I so it's a it's a good way to to mix it up, but then again you're not being overtly vulgar, you know, yeah. like like what right. we're talking about. So you're still driving home the point that this is not a nice statement, but you're also not hitting red flags and like dropping F bombs or something all over the place. Yeah, right.
0: exactly. Well when Weston and I started our show, um, I was a little bit more liberal <laughs> with the language, just slightly. And um oh, same it, here. Yeah. it was it was when I when our then eight year old, he's about to turn nine. Um, but when he started listening to the show, that was when I was like, Oh no, I need to stop swearing. <laughs> he's listening to me <laughs> saying bad words, and now he's 100. percent If I ever say a bad word, he's like all over me, yes, about yes. it. He's like, mama. I'm like, Oh my gosh, okay, yes, you're right. Oh,
4: so he's like, word. He's like the uh, little boy from Jerry Maguire,
0: yes, he's like. <gasps>
4: You
3: said F. <laughs> yes, yes, that is exactly uh, what it's he's like. like exactly,
4: exactly.
3: It
4: but so he funny. didn't say fudge. It was the friend of all curse words. Exactly. And, <laughs> and
2: that's that's one reason why I don't necessarily uh, state that we we are a family-friendly podcast Mm because there there can be a lot of definitions and depending on your family there's a lot of stuff that you would consider Mm family-friendly um and so that's why i I describe us as a non-explicit um specifically because we try not to get the language in there we try to keep um Uh, we had somebody review our podcast very early on, which I thought was a very apt description. They said, they're this, they're this, great storytelling, and they strive to be family-friendly. And I was like, you know what? I think that's a great description about us. We strive to be family-friendly. We don't always get there. (laughs) We strive. We
3: we have a specific episode saying that we sometimes go PG-13, but we usually have a warning (laughs) in the beginning of the episode saying this is a little bit violent (laughs) (laughs) usually solemn says something like yeah
0: "Yeah." well you you guys have that built into your show that there is that person that can talk the omnipotent like -like god-like creature
1: that
3: oh, comes. he's very godly. Very. He he
1: knows. <laughs> he thinks he's very cool. No, oh, my I, gosh. I remember listening to one of your early episodes of ICAST Fireball, and I, I don't remember what uh, um it is. Lance Thalen was was talking, and suddenly he, he started going direction Nelson, you all stopped, and you're like, "Wait, hey, no, family friendly. We're wanting to be family friendly, so we won't go there."
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's true, but yeah. I I think it's yeah. I do. I do agree with you, Thomas, that there is a very different idea of what family friendly is, depending on what you, as uh, parents or guardians, feel is appropriate for your family. Was well, like for us, we are gonna in our new show that we're gonna be starting yes. in the fall. Um, it, it deals very heavily with mental illness and how to have good mental health and whatnot. And we are going to have a warning at the beginning of every episode, but there is not going to be explicit sexual language or sex or language or anything like that. Right. But
1: the themes, themes. that we're going to be dealing with are pretty heavy. Um, yeah, i built some mechanics yeah. to simulate the effects of depression and anxiety or OCD or stuff mm-hmm. like that based on alignments. So the whole alignment system is just the chaos it's to chaos order. Number. And if you're on the chaos side, you start seeing symptoms similar to having anxiety or depression. Mm-hmm. If you're on too far on the order side, suddenly you go OCD. You know, if you're, you're, I'm high on order, I have a bonus to my intelligence, a negative to my charisma, but I have to, if I walk by a cart and I see that things are out of order, I have to stop and organize them, or I have to like roll a will safe Mm -hmm. in order to walk away from it. Mm -hmm. And there will be, you know, some serious topics.
0: Yeah. But it's never going to get into an area where you would feel uncomfortable like, with young ears, as they say, yeah, being in the room. Um, yeah. It
3: will probably
0: mostly go over their head. Exactly. Most of it will. Most of it um, But so, <laughs> al- along with those lines, do you guys have topics that you 100% are like, we are not going to talk about this? Like, this is not something that we're ever going to address in our show.
3: We had... Oh, go ahead, Thomas. Sorry. Oh, no. I was
2: just... Um, we yeah absolutely i mean there's there's a lot of topics that we're not going to talk about in that we don't find necessary to tell an engaging story again that was like our big Mm -hmm. our big push uh, right when we got out is uh we don't feel like it's um any sort of like uh anything sexual needs to be discussed to have a compelling story whether that's um uh uh, yeah just in any form Mm -hmm. um language as i described doesn't really need to be there to tell that compelling story um Those are just the easy ones off the top of my head. Um, I I can't really think of any other like big, big ones.
1: Question Mm -hmm. for you: Uh, You guys are running a module, so you're written a pre-written. Um, adventure there. Yeah. Is there anything that is in... I haven't run or looked at Tyranny of Dragons. Is there anything in the modules that you've been like, eh, we're going to cut that out? I know in Rise of the Rune Lords, there were there was a, a section that I had to cut out. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was a lot of like yeah. graphic violence. I know a right section now. you're well, talking was, about, no, too. No, I'm not talking about it's that, like, either. Hmm. There's a scene where... Uh, See, oh, I was okay. a player. I don't know what was yeah, cut the, out. The daughter of a... Uh, one of the guy's daughters in the city... Yeah. Tries to seduce you. There, yeah. Oh wait, you did tell
0: me yeah, about, that. about that. Yeah, I
1: just of course yeah, like we skipped eh, that nope, part. We're not that was tweeted right this. out there. But yeah, but I'm just wondering in this module, because yeah. most D and D modules, I imagine, are written for a slightly older audience, more teenage years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is there anything in this module that you found yeah. you've had to kind of either not do that or just skirt around it?
2: Uh, so thankfully. Uh, we I haven't come across anything like that. I've read the book like once all the way through, but that was probably a year ago. Uh, so I can't remember everything. Uh, if I did, I was like, I'll get to that when we get to that. And we'll, we'll figure <laughs> out what to do then. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, nothing yet. And um, although we are using the Tyranny of Dragons module, um, we actually took like a hard left Um, once Candlekeep Mysteries book came out and then we just started doing some of that and now we're doing like our current episodes that are releasing right now is just like um, I just said hey what if I just create a dungeon and stuff so like uh, there's um, my players thankfully give me a lot of flexibility um, to include or exclude a lot of stuff from these modules specifically so um, for us it's not a big deal if we have to forget something or remove something like that. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, if there if there was something that would come up, we would obviously uh, I, I would try to approach it by saying, OK, what what is the point of having this situation or having this story moment, this beat in the module? And what can I replace it with that would still have the same gravitas or the same weight mm-hmm. without it being this specific thing, yeah. whether it be a sacrifice or slavery or anything sexual in nature. Can I replace it with something like intense bullying that, um, or, 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 you know, things like that, where it's like, oh, there's a fine that, you, that they're going to throw you into jail that could have a similar weight to where I could just replace them.
1: Okay. Yeah. makes sense.
0: No, I, I think that's really good. Abby with you guys. I know that you recently have, um, like you guys are doing your own thing. It's a homebrewed game um yes. and just kind of is it a homebrew world too yes everything's homebrew everything is a, all of the homebrew <laughs> everything. I but i know you guys recently <laughs> discussed um your character henley and her uh, kind of ptsd trauma mm-hmm. in the in the situation that you guys
3: were in i don't want to give anything yeah. actually that episode comes out on friday <laughs> So that's scary. James, I kind of gave <laughs> bum, something
0: bum. away.
3: I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> they don't know. You heard it here
2: first, folks.
3: <laughs> yeah. And there was
2: some oh, breaking TTRPG news.
0: news. Yeah, there's your T T R P G news. <laughs> Haley has a big mouth. Big surprise. No, um no, but how do fine. you how do you guys approach that when you're like but versus having a module where it kind of like moves you through and you can, as a GM, do what you want and then you can kind of come back. You guys are dealing with like it on the fly and Davis is having to like figure out what to do with all of these things. How have you guys integrated something as serious as um, PTSD into your storyline and still keep it within bounds where it's not like everybody wants to go cry into a pillow afterwards? <laughs>
3: that is a hard question um, that's well, I why get... I get paid the big bucks folks <laughs> um, wait you started getting paid? first of all yeah. my, if you want I to sponsor play, the show I play Henley and I did a ton of research on PTSD and so I could play it appropriately but um, I I a lot of it is in her head, so not a lot of it comes out. And Henley isn't super articulate either. Um, she's also like only twenty-one, so she's still pretty young. But um, the intensity is still there, and I feel though kids some they pick up on words, they pick up more on the emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Um, to keep it more family friendly the intensity is still still there like um especially in this ne- next episode we also have a um henley's theme will be revealed too she has a song that was written for just a underscore but it's it's beautiful <laughs> um but um it's also really hard to play a character that has PTSD because you're like, you know, you come to gaming like as an escape from the world, and yeah. <laughs> but we all kind, be a good I, point.
0: I feel like we all yeah. kind of gravitate towards that that like
3: dramatic tortured soul, like oh. <gasps> well, there's a. I generally to... <laughs> don't. I generally am the mom character, but I was I like, I've become <laughs> the mom <laughs> character. Always I Always the I mom be. character. In Um, all of the one shots I've done, in
0: like every guest appearance I've done, I become the mom.
3: Yes. I don't understand
0: how that happens. You're a mom. (laughs) Except for Izzy, the only character I've created (laughs) that has not been a mom is Izzy, and that was my first one. Anyway.
3: I made Henley to not be the mom, to force the other less experienced players to step up and become more leaders, Mm -hmm. so I knew I had to play a character that had... Issues. (laughs) Issues. <laughs> Henley, uh, weirdly enough, is the only one that has a really dark, dark backstory. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's where,
1: yeah, you can. I mean, you can tell compelling stories. You can, without getting into inappropriate content, mm-hmm. and then Absolutely. you can also mm-hmm. choose to go extremely light. I mean, it, it really is yeah. something that is up to. And this is the beauty of tabletop RPGs is that whatever story you want to tell, you can tell it. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. There's there's no one that can tell you. You can't tell that story.
0: No, that is very true. And it all depends on what you want on your table because it's your guys's table. Um, And with that, we are going to take a five-minute break. That was a horrible transition, but we're
1: going to go with it. That's fine. We're going to let our Um, guests go use the restroom and stuff like that, and you can go. We'll be back in five. Yes, and enjoy our adorable little
0: dragon. Don't miss us too much. No, it's only five minutes worth of missing. If you like what you've heard so far, consider dropping a rate and review. It doesn't take very long, and it goes a long way to helping grow our podcast family. And who doesn't want a larger family? Let's get back to it. <laughs> Thank you so much for sticking <laughs> with us through the break. Um, just as a quick reminder, we are talking about podcasts in eight and d and d not a d and d where did that come from um (laughs) because you're a d yeah we're going on it we're going on a trip tomorrow to colorado and so i'm like my brain is like every squirrel possibility is happening right now stop
3: where's where's doug (laughs) <laughs> just keep picking
0: up stuff and like moving it off camera. So out that... of so, the camera, I'm just You're doing so this rude. with a so... pet and she's like, what? Oh, so rude. Okay. So I want to ask you guys, I want to ask you guys this, but I don't know if I'm going to. Oh, wait, I am. Um, I hate it when people do that. I was I like, like, when are you fearful you. about
3: asking questions? <laughs>
0: like, I would like to thank you, but I'm not going to thank you, but I would like to. Like, I hate it when people do that, especially <laughs> in church. We would like to thank... Okay, well then
1: just thank them.
0: Say thank you. Sorry. Pet peeve. Moving on. Okay, hey, take the soapbox.
1: Move it to the side. Get get off of it first. Move it to the side. Come back to the show. What are some really memorable moments that you
0: guys have? Um, This is... And this is a question for everybody. um, From either GMing or playing. It could be from your current show or game or something that's happened in the past. But something that has stuck with you. Uh, throughout your gaming.
3: I have a funny one and a serious one. Okay. First is Boudreaux's bubble bath. That was hilarious. Oh. I don't
0: think <laughs> I've like to uh, scene.
3: No, it's it's um thirty five or thirty six. Okay, yeah, I'm not that far yet. Hold on, and... hold on,
0: hold on a second. I'm being a horrible host. Jerome, you had a question.
4: If no I'm... no it's okay. You but already asked go right just... on it. Go yeah, cool. okay, right fine.
0: I will not, I will take back my
3: interruption. Abby, go ahead. So, a little <laughs> bit of context. In order to get into a party, Boudreaux had to get a bath because he's like this. He smells this he's filthy. dirty, filthy, wears a gator cloak, like. Cleric, <laughs> and and he's hilarious with his Cajun accent and everything. Is, is oh,
4: I was about to ask if he. Ha- okay, cool. Oh, he right definitely
3: uh-huh. has the Cajun accent. It's
4: yes, Water Boy. It's,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a thick one. Uh, she, 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 she he served is. her mission in Louisiana, yeah. so yeah. she picked up on it.
4: Oh, yeah. awesome!
3: She, it's and it's great, <laughs> but um, he has to get a bath and so it's like his annual bath and she she's a pretty good improver, she's taken like six years at the Fine Arts Center and she describes the water getting this oily film and that she forgets he, Boudreaux, forgets to take his clothes off and like everybody's <laughs> running out of this bathhouse and I put like bubbles and all sorts of fun sound effects in the background and it's just hilarious <laughs> Um, and a serious one. We actually, we recorded last weekend. So, a little snippet. Um, these episodes won't come out until September, so you'll probably forget. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, we just had a moment where we met a necromancer that's actually not a bad guy, but is trying to put these souls that were wrongfully killed to rest by helping them, um, Finish their their work before dying and stuff. And oh. for those that um, Lila Garatha has two souls stuck in one yes. body, and mm-hmm. she um, got to ask some questions about her and how to become not two people. So that was, and that was wow. not planned. I want to be that very clear was not planned at all. It just kind of happened. And this, Boudreaux and Lila Gartha are really close. And there was this kind of because Boudreaux grew up in the swamp where voodoo is, and don't know. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's this. It's there's, really intense.
0: There's <laughs> a separation between them because of that. Wow, that is really intense. I, I, I'll be honest. i I was hoping you were gonna say when we played together, but like that's fine.
3: <laughs> that was one too. <laughs> okay, like oh, you told me no, that I you mean- would never forget that your entire life. I, but like no, it's I seriously fine. will. N- I will never. forget. It's just too special to share. It's
2: too special to share.
3: I will never forget that moment, but that one was just so fresh. It only happened Saturday. I know.
0: Just I'm so sorry. you guys know, we had we had Abby and Dave on our show um, for like four four or five weeks and uh we did have almost a really it intense, almost sick, yeah <laughs> we had we had a really intense session uh, where they met former partners and stuff in the in heaven and it was that it was thing. so hard
3: it was really hard. cool, the, was
0: really cool. God, hey. God,
3: hey. yes
0: <laughs> anyway uh thomas what do you what do you have any any fun thoughts on moments
2: yeah, so we had some really good moments uh, in our podcast that uh, made me as the DM just super excited or, like, emotional. Um, one of the craziest ones is uh, our now our party's favorite NPC. Um, their name is Mud. Um, they're a <laughs> kobold that has three teeth because they've been kicked in the face repeatedly. Um, Ooh! Oh, that's it's really horrible. sad. They're,
1: they're really mean to kobolds. Like the the, the yeah. cult of the dragon are really mean to the kobolds. Yeah. This one is over here, like fanboying. He's like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, actually, I don't. I oh, don't okay. Do that. <laughs> Not that. Um.
2: Bad. Well, well, this uh, this, this little guy. Um, you meet him, and he was just made up on the spot. Um, and it just uh, really took, and it was just they're like, oh, I go and talk to some kobolds, and I was like, thank oh, thank okay, you, this is a page. for the fallout. I didn't uh thank you thank you um it was just one of those pages i didn't uh, uh prepare for and so i was like well they gotta meet a kobold what if this guy's got three teeth and how would he sound and stuff so that was a really fun moment and everybody like my players asked me constantly when that character is going to that NPC is going to come back, or if they're dead, and so of course I don't tell him anything no, no, I know, yeah, so <laughs> I know that the I'm
1: mysterious is part of the <laughs> <So> fun. Thomas, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Then I have to ask, how does a three-toothed cobalt sound?
2: Well, Mud kind of talks like this.
3: You <laughs> talk like a lip
2: the whole time.
3: Oh my gosh! Um, yes, it was, it's a
2: ton of fun. We. When I started, because um, that voice just came up from nowhere, too, when I was uh, when we were recording. And so we had we edited like five minutes of just laughter um, out of the episode just because... Laughter's
3: hard to edit out, too. Yeah. Yes. We, we're like,
2: we, we've got to start telling a story again. This is absolute madness what's going on right now. <laughs> it, it was just a ton of fun. Um, There's also some really beautiful moments um, in, in-game um very early on lance thalen um he he kind of is like this he's like oh and you know i'm I'm all about me i'm all about myself but then he surprises at least he surprised me by finding a little girl very early on in the campaign speaking to her um and in the moment i was like wow that was a really good like interaction between like lance thalen and this npc and then mickey who I just have to praise all the day long. She's our sound editor and she makes our podcast actually sound good and makes me sound intelligible um, and (laughs) actually makes it worthwhile to listen. Um, And she just had this beautiful, like uh, the sound editing where she just like lets the slow music creep in. And the first time I heard it, I literally just started like weeping um, with this interaction with Lance Thalen, this little girl. And I'm getting emotional just thinking about it because it was just so Beautiful to, like, um, give this extra layer of depth to the character that um, acting couldn't necessarily give. There was another layer underneath, and the music and the sound editing uh, gave way to that. Um, so it was just a beautiful moment just to see the podcast come together and the team all work together to get that moment as well.
3: It's incredible, the extra element
1: that music yes. adds. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's amazing. Yes, I told Haley about that moment actually. Yeah, he um, did because uh, we we dissect shows and you know what what makes, what good, makes things work, um, actual plays, stuff like that. And one thing I brought up was I'm like it, a lot of it has to come from the players. They, the GM can't be the only person telling a story. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. was an instance where I saw a perfect example of a player who took a story and created a layer that wasn't part of what the GM was doing or the DM, and created this side story that didn't. Detract from what was happening, but gave oh an extra layer. And that was an example I, I gave Taylor just uh a week ago or so. Yeah. Um was yeah. that exact story? And then you go find your dad uh and mm-hmm. bring him back and all that stuff. He's a fan absolutely
2: of show. I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. I'm just so I'm just so What, what about me? <laughs> He I'm just so surprised yours, that people even yours, want just... to listen to our show, to be <laughs> honest. So... He
0: binge listens, listens to things, though, and he binge watches things sake. in, like, full sets. So, yeah. Like, right now, he's li- he's watching, uh, what are you watching? Oh, I was watching Stranger Things. Stranger so Things, of them now. season four. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, nice. that's a no, whole but,
2: thing. Uh, but, Wes, you bring up a super good point that... Um, we've we had to like explore and we had to figure out um as a cast as well of like um it can't all come from the dm and gm one because they'll get exhausted and they'll get uh just so drained so quickly if the story is coming from them only but then uh, but it's so important for the players to dive in and to give their two cents and to make decisions that are um a type of yes to the story, you know, it's not just like, you told me I need to go to the city, so I'm gonna go to bed or whatever, you know, like it's important for them to make those decisions. That's an improv
3: technique.
2: Exactly, that's that's the yes and element to it. Um, But it's important that they make those strong decisions because if they don't make the strong decisions, then they just are, and they're going wherever the DM is going, the story is not nearly going to be as fun If one person's telling it, it's not going to be nearly as fun as if all four or five people are going to be telling the story, so to speak, because, yeah.
3: That's what draws to tabletop role-playing games, because it's a collaborative story. It's not just one person. And just um, to add on to that, like it's so important in any campaign to have that cohesive working together for the story. But it's even more critical when you're homebrew because your yes. characters backgrounds and everything like is all mixed in to the story you don't have to and it, it's been i'm also david's lore master sort of <laughs> i get to hear hear the stuff i am spouse i don't i don't know everything but like, um, actually, I don't know even a small chunk because David changes it every every time. <laughs> <laughs> good. But you it, do, yes, you good. do that. Yes, um, but excuse um, me guessing, but um, he has integrated all of our backstories into little elements of the main overarching story, and it mm-hmm. is just, it's so beautiful. I love I'm
0: so taking- excited. I love taking the character's backstory and slapping him in the face with it
1: well Haley and i have an easier time because there's only one player one yeah. PC at a time so i got to make so it you literally get, get to just
0: yes sl- yeah. slap him in the face with it like when i brought back his biological
3: mother oh i remember that moment yeah, yeah. i know that was fun. weston was like his
0: reaction don't do that if you ever go back and watch that actual episode his reaction is hilarious like watching his (laughs) eyes get huge he's like no no that's not that's not who that is like it's hilarious (laughs) um okay Jerome you had a question
4: uh well actually I was going to add to uh their their commentary about uh favorite scenes and whatnot um Mm -hmm. I I like springing surprises on my players, um, and there was a uh, one of the favorite things that I had. If I can get my players to giggle from a surprise and laugh, um, I, I my job is done because I know that they're they're enjoying it. Obviously, not like break the whole thing up into laughter, but
2: um,
4: <laughs> one of the scenes we had, we were playing Mass Effect, and uh, one of the players had come up and said, "Well, I've got this NPC," and he kind of left it vague, like you know, it's like okay, I've got this NPC, he's a you know, he's probably like a mercenary friend or something like okay you Effect left
1: teacher PG?
4: Yes. yes there this is time it...
0: i thought you were talking about an actual game like like video game really
4: yeah no there there is it's written by uh, to the 5e rules oh um so all course. I have to do is look that up and yeah just look it up on google they've got an entire website i mean it's 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 a pretty <laughs> impressive site but anyways <laughs> So he <laughs> he did he Literally. he left a gigantic opening for me with that
3: mm-hmm. huge uh, like he, he didn't vagueness want to this define- is like a DM's yes. best friend
4: y- exactly oh, yeah. so I said okay so if anybody's familiar with the Mass Effect universe I was like okay so the first thing I'm gonna do what would be great okay Krogan Krogan would be fun mm-hmm. and I'm like because he's not gonna expect that and I and then I went what what can I do I could probably do a voice what do- you know what? Krogan Macho Man Randy Savage sounds fantastic.
1: Yes, it does.
4: <laughs> and so and so, and Can so we get when an I,
3: expose. Yeah,
4: so exactly. So what happened was he came... not so he comes walking in uh at one point, um, because he called him in for for help for uh fire support and he turned to his friend, I forget the the character's name, and he's like, uh, what was it? Um the uh Oh, is it, um, something effective, like, I, I, I asked him if it was, uh, if it was raining, um, if, if the, uh, oh shoot, it's, it, it's, a takeoff of the, um, the rain in Spain fa- uh, falls, oh, mainly, on, falls on mainly on the plane. Right. right so basically right. I came out and I was like, I'm about to rain the pain all over this plane. Oh yeah. <laughs> and. And at that yes. point the Kro- and at that point the Krogan charges directly into combat oh he's losing it giggling <laughs> giggling profusely and actually almost misses turn um because he was laughing. what because yeah, he, he, he he lost his place in the initiative and so you know he's laughing and and, not to. and so I, I love doing stuff like that every so often um you know if i especially if i can put a voice to it. Uh, mm-hmm. but another scene that I really liked and it, it, meant a lot to me, um, was because the player, uh, and, and this is, and this is a credit to the player. Um, she's also in the the chat, I think. Um, but she, so the, um, the end sequence of this, uh, of vampire in this particular season, I want to say it was like season two, I think, um. Was, yeah it was like season two basically she had um uh she had just gotten married to an npc uh and uh, the city's vampires were in a bind uh it was two really big decisions that they had to make and they had to go all in on one and it meant the other one was going to be left untouched and they knew both of them were going to be a problem they just didn't know to what degree and True to form, I don't treat the NPCs like they're omnipotent and they know everything, too. No. Um, I I treated him as if, uh, you know, it was like, okay, well, I have this dirty, rotten vampire that I've experimented on, and I have developed a spell that I think is going to uh, seal the problem of this uh, haunted, um, insane asylum, which was causing all kinds of problems. But in doing so... Uh, he was going to have to ultimately give up his life to do it. Oh. And Wait, this she is the was the NPC that so... she married. Yes, the NPC that she married. So they were off doing a no. thing and I wrote a specific end scene to that uh to that um uh that season and he was intended to actually die at that point because he was sacrificing everything to make sure that that she lived and there, and everybody else was safe and she wasn't having it so the the next season she wheeled and dealed with any vampire that knew necromantic magics and could cross over into the other side and she went to go find him and bring him back yes. oh. and That's, and i, I, I perfect. was perfect yeah i i was I super that. impressed with that and and even when you know even when we were talking about it out of character you know about the the the, the wrap-up you know to to mm-hmm. the, that particular story arc you know she was like in her mind's eye, that was like her fanfic and whatnot. So she just she couldn't have it go out like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know she she was I she was that. she was that <laughs> vested in the character and that character's mm-hmm. story and and I know you guys have have experiences too, uh, either as players or running games. You know it it like kind of like what you just said before, Abby. It's like it, it adds that next level element. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When when another player is that vested in the game. It's not just the DM or ST kind of developing the story and coming up with a funny or or serious plot or whatnot. They are that invested, and it just makes the world that much more rich and involved and like it's alive.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels. I agree.
2: Real. I, uh, sorry, I was I was just gonna say every single moment, for the most part, ninety percent of my moments that are memorable. Um, that are exciting that I actually remember from games are a result of a player um, making a distinct choice that um, maybe was expected or not even expected. Either either way, just them making the choice. If they just yeah. act, if they go out and they make the choice and that decision, that's the stuff I remember the most. It's not it's not me presenting the information. It's not me creating and gifting it to my to, to my players. It's it's them gifting me. With their wonderful decisions in the world that they are creating and i just happen to be a part of it that's the stuff that is so much fun yeah
1: that and the memorable npcs remember that too NPCs yeah. yes always. yes sir michael yeah i've amazing. got
4: i've got an npc that uh that i ran in a Firefly uh, firefly game that uh, i ran for a bit that uh the players really liked uh, actually two is of there them a in that,
0: TTRPG that get... you haven't played jerome <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, not not many. Um, oh but the the, fir- the first one was a take off of Uncle from Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. Um who he his his whole backstory was that the you know if you're familiar with Firefly, his story was that um uh, he wanted to join the independence. He couldn't. Most of his friends went off to fight, and they're all dead. And so he's like got this. Not that they they didn't discover this, but they, only, they discovered pieces of it. And so he's living in a bottle, and, and he's regretting life. And and the players ended up, you know, meeting him, and he he's very passionate. They they took him on. You know, he had you know appropriate information to the area, and he was willing to share. Uh, um, but he was always going around. You uh, you know. Uh, Complaining about his lumbago, um, which which is a a sort of faux disease that that, uh, Uncle complains about all the time to get out of work in um, Red Dead Redemption Online or Red Dead Redemption 2. So he was always going, on, oh, 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 oh I'm not, uh, my little bagels are just flaring up, you know, <laughs> sort, sort of thing. And, and, he, and he would try to get out of, you know, whatever it is that's going on.
3: Sounds like Bobby off of Supernatural.
4: Oh, <laughs> oh, my, <really>? gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, you Oh my gosh, Okay, show. I could I kind of see it. I haven't seen all of Supernatural. but I, I haven't I either, but it. my
3: husband has. Yeah.
4: And then the other <laughs> character from that game uh, was Governor Chakwas, uh, and I played him off like Bill Clinton. Uh, so, uh, so he's like, he's like, I have a job for you. So come in <laughs> here, be quiet, like Yeah, Have
0: you done a Christopher Walken one?
4: I, I may have done a Christopher Walken on occasion.
1: Wow, yeah, <laughs> good. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He could just whip yeah, so, it so, like that. Man. Wow. That yeah. Was, that,
4: was, that was another one I worked into a, a Street Fighter game uh, at one point. He, he was just like a smarmy. That's very
2: appropriate, actually. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah he's
4: like a smarmy fixer <laughs> kind of guy that they'd have to go to for the information, you know. Um, That's amazing. But to, but to, my, to my question. Uh, thank you, Jedi, for the, uh, the voices. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so to my question uh it sounds like most everybody here has been playing a while um uh, or you've had uh, or, or you may have had uh more interactions with uh, you know, a group of players or whatnot i was kind of curious have you ever had any difficult situations with players and how have you resolved them oh yes because i know i yeah. personally have had those issues from playing as long as i have
1: uh yeah, not have only with other storytellers with but as players
4: can have we major have huge problem.
1: problems with our table. I've got our a table. player we in have... campaign that Ow. I don't know what to do with them.
4: See, they see I opened a my can side. of worms on their side of things. You know,
1: we we'll let them mute, problems.
2: work it out. I know exactly. Well,
0: funny part is when we're playing and people in the chat legit think we're fighting. And we're like, we're not really fighting. It's okay, we're joking. Like, this is we literally have never gotten done with this, this session. With
1: part of Harry. our love language. It is. <laughs> yeah. Killing my dog. No, but but it is. We we <laughs> I am very interested in this question because it's one thing that comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. And I honestly have to say We have not I don't know. We, I don't really only play really... with her.
4: Um, right, yeah. I have But I was curious I, your opinions on on like have you had those types of issues with anybody and Is it something that was just like a full stop, you know, and you're done, or have you guys like tried to work it out or whatnot? I'm just kind of curious, you know, from that that perspective.
3: I have a very specific moment in mind that I'm thinking of. And actually, um, I'm not gonna say anything about that moment because it's been fixed. Um, But we did um, DM interviews that really helped. Cause there was a moment where our DM, he had children sacrificed and it was a total shock. Like Mm. this is not in the podcast, but (laughs) but (laughs) this is uh, our friend. But yeah, Mm. and that really like upset me because they were just leaving their kids out in the forest to be Eaten by hags, basically, and I was Uh, just like, "The Witcher storyline there, or the." Was not okay with it, and um, and we um talked about it, and he now has a list of things that I have consented to, things Mm -hmm. that if I'm if I'm given a war, and she did this with everybody in our group, Mm -hmm. and there's nine people at place. It's yeah. a really
0: large group of people. It's a
3: very large group. Yeah, yes. <laughs>
0: it's intimidating. I don't think I could do it.
3: Um, He does a really good job. He's really good. But um, he now has a list of things that, like... And I highly recommend anyone that has issues with anything to get the list of consents. List of things that don't ever bring this up or list of things if you give me warning... Then I then I'm I'll be fine, but don't surprise mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And then there's like yeah, sure, whatever. That's eh, yeah. that doesn't bother me. Yeah, sort of thing. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, I I've had um, I I totally agree with that. And there's been um, ultimately what I think of... all of my issues or um, have been a result of miscommunication, um, whether it's yeah. from the DM or from the players or player to player. Um... Mm-hmm not character to character player to player sometimes uh mm-hmm. there's been some tension there and it's usually all boiled down to session uh neither not having a session zero or not establishing like these safeguards or things like that um but i also
3: or just having di- a bad day
2: just having a bad day you know sometimes <laughs> yeah, sure. it's like that too uh and so sometimes uh i i've held uh dm interviews outside of sessions as well just to reestablish expectations like uh, hey we re- we set expectations in episode zero or episode one but you know you're just trying to figure out your character you're just trying to figure out how you work with the people at the table and if you've never played with Bob or Steve over there you- you're going to forget some of those expectations as you're trying to figure out how to jive and so Absolutely. just reconnecting helps but then also just during play um, you- thankfully being an audio podcast we can just check in and she'd be like, we'll edit this out. Are you are you doing good? Or is this something that we shouldn't go into? Or yeah. or um how can I help? One of the bonuses
4: um, of being audio only.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, one of the one of them.
4: <laughs> well, and being pre-recorded though too. Like that's exactly an entirely different, you know not to pick on critical role or whatnot, but like, you know, that whole thing happened in between you mm-hmm. like happened during game and then took place you know in the middle betwixt. You know, sort of mm-hmm. thing. So you kind of got the feel for some of that that happened. But are
0: you are you th- talking the reason about why campaign
4: one? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Early yeah. campaign Ryan. one. Yeah, and I've had um, uh, and I've had I, I personally, I mean, I guess I've been fortunate in the sense that I mean, I've still had issues, but uh, for the most part, um, because I'm I'm usually the the game master uh, mm-hmm. that runs the games, um, I've usually kept the way I've got around it, I, I don't do the the list sort of thing. I usually go mm-hmm. more expectation based off the game that, I, that I'm going to be playing. So if you're, for example, if you're going to be sitting down playing Firefly, for example, obviously no children's sacrifice. Not really a thing, <laughs> but <laughs> Reavers. DM, yeah. You know, Reavers are, Reavers are a thing, and so yeah. it could kind of get nasty, you know, in a mix-up dust mm-hmm. up there. Reavers so that's where I kind gross. of keep my expectations. Yeah, they, they were. were. VTM, yeah. however, because it is is a more mature game. Um, not, I still don't use the list, but I have been blessed in the sense that I haven't had to do interviews because the people I tend to bring into the game. I'll well, scratch that. I have done it a little bit, but um, the people I tend to bring into the game are people I already know pretty well. Yeah. So, so I'm already mm-hmm. a fairly good judge of character yeah. based a lot. Going, okay, I. I already know their sense of humor or I kind of understand where they're coming from because mm-hmm. we've talked about XYZ movie. Um, but there have been a couple of people that we brought in that I didn't know. But again, the benefit there is they were brought in by somebody who did know them. Yes. So it was mm-hmm. a matter of, okay, well, let's just sit down and let's have a chat and, you know, let's all get to know one another. And I think one of my best players uh, who's in my D and D uh, as well as my vampire uh, game, uh, George uh, came through our friend Brittany, um, and he, you know, his big thing is when he's playing vampire because he plays a young vampire. He, you know, anything weird to hit, you know, hits him. His his catchphrase is "It's my first day." You know, he'll just like throw that in there <laughs> real quick, you know, you know, in game because he's playing up this this partially, you know, anxious character. Mm-hmm. But I was just curious because. I've run into that. Like, my first experience, and it's amazing I'm even, you know, playing role-playing games. I had your atypical bad storyteller, my uh-huh. very first Dungeon Master. Oh, this is, This is a guy, I won't name his name, but this is a guy who would, he would get a hold of, like, if, if side chatter happened at the table... He didn't like it, but he wouldn't say anything. How you knew he didn't like it is he would take his, his thumb to a number two pencil and he would just keep doing that and keep and keep chopping away, chopping away. and chopping away. Super passive aggressive. Yes, and you knew if you really got on his nerves by how much lead was exposed by the time you <laughs> realized it. The, the chatter. Oh my <laughs> was
3: goodness, done. that's
4: uh, hilarious!
0: He, I just start throwing things at Weston if I'm unhappy.
4: Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he also, when Dice your character pencils. would die, would rip up your character sheet and throw it at you.
0: Mm. <gasps> even reach me, babe, you're gonna have to try. Yeah, again. he's that was, oh. he, he,
4: he was he was uh, uh, very uh uh he was a poor poor game master but he was the guy that introduced me to Dungeons and dragons and subsequently everything else so i mean i lucked out at some point but
1: in spite of him you still play well that's like i know for (laughs) our next campaign um we want to bring on lots of guest stars Mm -hmm. but it's a thematically wise it's heavy um Mm -hmm. because we have the miasma and the way that the game works is that the miasma that rises up on high chaos days will manifest your fears uh, it will manifest the yeah. things and so I want to use this to, you know, explore and, and you know, kind of expose the, the realities of, you know, triggers and things like that with mental health. And so when I bring people on the show, it's going to be like, okay, so this is the way miasma works. Uh, we want to, you know, make this something to where people can see. So maybe someone who has a similar trigger can connect with this. You know, if that trigger suddenly was out in the world and you could beat it with a great sword, wouldn't that be better? But i'm gonna have to have that discussion of them of what's safe what's not safe like what, yeah. what's a what's something here that's real but not so raw that you're gonna be uncomfortable on the show
0: yeah well right. it's like what's the character's fears what are the characters anxieties or like the character not you
1: well there's both right like, but this... like
0: if you're gonna write a character don't write in real personal things that you're dealing with if it's too close to you yeah, close. me
3: on the other hand or only include, include one yeah we're we're like two that.
4: not <laughs>
1: hey,
4: not all <laughs> rude.
1: but yeah and that, and so that i know that that idea is something uh interviews probably whenever we have people come in join the show in that campaign yeah, i'm should. gonna have those every time because i'm like okay hey, this valley toss is all about exposing the truth of what mental health. Issues are like, mm-hmm. so let's talk about what this is, well, what what things to expect, uh, because it can get emotional, heavy. it can get heavy, but we don't want this to be unsafe.
0: Yeah, well, and the only reason right. that we're able to really do it and go that vulnerable is because you're you and I'm me, and we're together. And, and we're married. Yep, we're married, and we're bestie friends. It's true. Okay, so we're almost at time, and I want to respect your guys's time. And our time because i have to go back still um, <laughs> um so i want to end on a just one question and i would like everyone to answer this question because i feel like there's a lot of people that want to start podcasts want to put creativity and and their creations out in the world um, but there might be something that's stopping them so what would be the number one piece of advice you would give to someone who wants to start a podcast, let's start with Jerome. Oh, since you um, don't have so a podcast or a live stream, podcast or live stream. Because he has a live
4: stream. Technically, I do. I mean, if you just you know not pay attention to the video, just listen to it. Don't
0: watch <laughs> just, the,
4: the VODs. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, don't try to be critical. role. flat yeah. out. Just don't go into it thinking yeah. you you're gonna have. You know all this big success and you're gonna have all just just do it and just do it for the fun that's exactly the reason why i did it um you know be okay with the fact you're probably not going to have a whole lot of people listening at at first um you're not gonna have
3: or or, yeah or
4: make money. don't even come into it trying to make money just Mm -hmm. if you're gonna do this do it because you you want to have fun And you and you're looking forward to potential interaction because um, I know one of the big draws for me, because when we live stream, I love when when I get somebody, even if it's just one person, we've got at least one guy um, who hits up most of our streams and, you know, he follows along and chats with us and whatnot. And that adds like a really cool element, knowing that there's like a couple people out there, even if it's not a whole lot. It's just a couple people out there who's enjoying your content and they aren't players. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You know, and and if you can get to that, you've made it. So yeah, don't, don't Mm -hmm. come into it with inflated expectations. Just do Mm -hmm. it for fun. Um, And I guess the only other thing to add to that would be um, don't be afraid to network, you know, get out there, meet some other people and, you know, uh, you know, help each other out network.
0: Yep. If it wasn't for your wanting to network, this show wouldn't exist. (laughs)
4: <laughs> well, thank i know you. I, keep I, I guess true that but, yeah. back
0: but it's true it would not exist yeah no so
4: anyway. and i i would like to think that you know I, I made some good friends out of the whole whole thing just because mm-hmm. you know i i made that that effort to just ping you guys after one show and say hey you guys want to do something like this i know it was, so
0: it's fun we got to be nerds on the amber heard johnny depp trial together
4: yeah, <laughs> this is true. Because I, I knew like
0: one other person that was nerding out about it. And that was it. <laughs> All right, Thomas, how would you answer that question?
2: I mean, I would 100% say do it for yourself. Don't do it for, um, don't necessarily do it for, um, uh, for fame, for glory, for money. Do it for you because it's something that you feel passionate about or it's a story you feel needs to be told that's not already being told. Like, um, there was a lot of stories already being told about modules already um, yeah. from Wizards of the Coast for D&D. Um, but we felt our story was unique enough to where it was worth investing the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we just kept telling it ourselves like, you know, it's just cool that people are listening. It's it's you know, we, we didn't expect anybody to listen to at, like for like any of our episodes. And we just kind of keep that expectation because, you know, it, that that's not why you do it. Um, or at least it's helped us keep the fire keep the um keep the excitement as we keep going along um because we're excited about the content um uh and with that i'll I'll just say if uh, you can get somebody very close to you a special someone if you can who supports you because if it weren't for my wife literally buying me a microphone when i asked her not to (laughs) <laughs> um, and, uh, literally, uh, getting me these books and the material to actually do a podcast I, and not, and pushing me over the edge, uh, in a encouraging, loving way, then I wouldn't mm-hmm. be doing it. I'd still be twiddling my thumbs being like, I don't know enough. I don't have enough experience. Yes. I don't know. I, um, I was that and so, wife as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like it. I mean, uh, yeah. absolutely. I was
3: um,
2: just. get somebody to uh if you absolutely need get somebody who you you care about trust and um have them be your cheerleader to get you started because once you get started um it's easy to keep going yeah
0: yeah it is and i i would like to second that is that if you have somebody who can remind you why you started it yeah Yeah. because i am a really really bad viewer of the numbers I Mm -hmm. get really stuck on the numbers and where I want to be versus where we are and where I thought
1: we would Mm -hmm. be at a year versus where we are. And
0: And all I say is, hey, I'm going to be
1: downstairs on on this day, so uh, you're welcome to join me.
0: Yeah, because I (laughs) almost quit last October and he was like, I'm going to be here Monday night. I would love it
1: if you would come join
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And I was like, "Stop being so wonderful."
3: (laughs) (laughs) Abby, what? what Abby, yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, besides doing it for fun, having support, and not focusing on the numbers, um, I would say do your research.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, and set realistic expectations of yourselves we only release bi-weekly because we knew we couldn't release weekly without mm-hmm. burning Same out here. Here. like and be upfront with your audience like if you can't and not just up front on social medias but like let them know what to expect like mm-hmm. just as a really quick example when we had bad audio in our first three episodes, we had a little thing, a little thing at the beginning saying we do have a little bit of distortion. It's been fixed. Ignore it. Like it's no. not going yeah, to continue. get through
0: episode four and, and and everything's everything's great. Yeah. And there's
3: Which a is lot of typical
2: yeah. uh, actually for a lot of the podcasts I've come across, and it's so nice to go into knowing that that that's not an expectation that you have to exactly. do the whole campaign if you <laughs> skip- get through it.
3: Set those proper expectations for your goals, uh-huh. and for um, your releases. Because if you are set those expectations and stick to them, that's where you do well. Realistically, yeah. um, and yeah. there's a lot of don't go out and pay someone to teach you how to podcast. No. There oh, is yeah, way no. too much no. free stuff. Also, mm-hmm. like get on Twitter type in podcasts there's like probably a billion people on there yeah. that are willing to help you even walk yeah. you through it uh-huh. because yeah, podcasting a great community. Mm-hmm. doesn't just change other people's lives that listen to it it changes the podcasters yeah, it mm-hmm. like it changes yeah. the people who make the content exactly. and yeah sorry <clears throat> i'll get no. off my soapbox
4: no, <laughs> no all, all good points Weston, what
0: is your, what is your number one piece of advice? Oh my gosh. He's like, he's, do you want me? Just
4: do it.
0: (laughs) Just do
1: it. Yes. I had to to do the show. Just do it. Um, Here's the thing. You're going to suck at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not going to know what you're doing. Your tech, your tech isn't going to work. You're going to have issues. Don't give up. Yeah. If you're waiting for the perfect setup. It'll it will out. never happen until you get in there right. and start doing stuff and yeah. figure out what works. Yeah. Um, it, this is something that you learn as you do it. I mean, yep. I mean, heck, if you've got tons of money, go you know, purchase the whole studio. Okay, fine. But then you still we have to do figure out how We do know one person who yeah. did that. Yeah. You do still generally, though, have to then learn how to use the equipment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: and yeah. they
0: just hired producers, so they still don't know how to use their equipment. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But for the <laughs> most of us just do it. You know, do a, you know, little bit of research to get something that's worth your money at mm-hmm. least because there's some like you don't have to buy top of the line. Use your friends.
3: I'm sure you have a friend somewhere that knows what equipment to buy. Yeah. Yes. That's the only sure. reason why we got
2: ourselves. So- <laughs> or shoot us a message on all the social media webs. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Yes. we there you
0: would go. be all more than happy to tell you which microphones are not worth the $500 and which ones might
1: possibly be. Well, and, and there's that question of like, there's a level of quality that is good. Mm-hmm. Then there's mm-hmm. that level of quality that's amazing. And mm-hmm. let's be honest, for most of us, we don't need that top mm-hmm. tier. We're not Critical Role.
0: This goes back to you, Jerome.
1: You don't need to be Critical Role. We record on
3: $25 mics, guys.
0: (laughs) Our our most expensive mic is $100.
1: But you got this a long time ago for other reasons.
0: That is also very true. Anyway. um, All right. Awesome. Well, that is the family gaming experience this evening thank you so much for being with us let's do one last little roundup of who you are where you're from where they can find you and i will drop all of your links in the chat let's start this time with abby
3: i'm abby from tomes of the chaos bard i play henley i am (laughs) the wife of dm dave and you can find us on twitter instagram facebook for our socials all at um tomes of the chaos bard and at any podcast place. <laughs> yeah, <podcaster, laughs> and if, and if pod I'm pod not one. there, email me at chaosbardpod at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> and I will fix it. <laughs> she
4: said that with authority. She's like, mm. yeah, she's like, I <laughs> make sure it happens.
0: All right, Thomas.
2: Yeah, so I'm Thomas. I'm from ICAST Fireball. I am the DM there. Um, we have an ongoing tyranny of campaigns, D&D 5E adventure that we got going on um it's a ton of fun um wacky shenanigans ensue uh come join us every week on any podcatcher as well uh did it what abby said um shoot us a message on uh twitter instagram facebook um at icastfireball20 or shoot us an email at icastfireball2020 at gmail.com and we'd like to hear from you we'd like to hear what you're doing
0: awesome jerome
4: The tower of power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey. The sky's the limit, and space is a place. Oh yeah!
0: You are Uh, not allowed to speak ever again. (laughs) Not speaking that way. I
1: don't ever want to hear your normal voice again.
4: (laughs) Uh, I, I know I should be doing my wrap-up, but, but that was actually my also my end villain for the uh, Very Merry uh, Elder Christmas for some Elders that I ran at their very first Dungeons & Dragons game. Aww. So I, 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 I riffed and did a, a wrestling promo as Randy Macho Man Savage, who was this undead <laughs> creature who came up to, to threaten them with their lives sort of thing. But anyways, That's uh, awesome. you can find those two clips actually on YouTube uh, for Lost Tribes Gaming. Uh, as well as our Vampire and uh, Marvel games at Lost Rights Gaming here on Twitch uh, Twitch.tv. Uh, I am Jerome, and I'm also with Family Gaming Experience. Thank you, and good night.
1: Weston? I'm Weston Bell. Of course, you can find me with Party of Two. Uh, so, yeah, uh, on Twitter, it's uh, Party of Two RPG Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing on YouTube. Uh, you can see the VODs for all of our different, uh, our persistent campaign of the Scions. Our um, tabletop terrain talks where we talk about tabletop gaming terrain and other nerdy things. And next week, this show. And next week, this show. And Haley.
0: And Haley. I am Haley Bell. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. And have a fun time playing games with your family. Good night. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the family gaming experience. If you did, please drop us a five-star review, but let's give credit where credit is due. Technical and live management, Weston Bell. Podcast editing and distribution, as well as talent management, Haley Bell. Concept designer and graphic design, Jerome Lambert. And of course, a special thank you to our guests for this evening. See you guys all next time.